What's up, kangaroo chasers? Well, this one was meant to be a very special Chasing Jillaroos episode. Big T and I have been talking about it for months. We have uh, interviews with women in our game from across the world. It's a really good one, and it was meant to be today. But woke up to some interesting news this morning, and we have to talk about the Toronto Wolfpack. I'm Michael Carboni. This is episode 77 of the Chasing Kangaroos podcast. You're listening to Chasing Kangaroos, the rugby league podcast for fans who are passionate about seeing the game played in more places. Okay, well, where to begin? It's uh, Tuesday 21st of July. Uh, and woke up this morning here in Oz to hear the news that the Toronto Wolfpack uh, had informed both Super League and the RFL that the team will not participate in the conclusion of the 2020 Super League season or the remainder of the 2020 Challenge Cup. Uh, They're saying that the COVID pandemic has presented some unexpected and overwhelming challenges, and they've noted things like reduced ticketing, no home games, uh, sponsorship, merchandise, and game day revenue as some of the financial strains that that they would be facing should they partake in the competitions in 2020. It's a tough one. Um, we learnt the news. The news came out 1.30 a.m. Australian Eastern Seaboard Standard Time, so I woke up, heard that. We kind of saw it coming. You know, David Argyle was lobbying Super League and RFL for some emergency financing to the tune of, I believe, £200,000. Um, he did not receive that, or the club did not receive that, and I guess they've pulled the pin. We've seen Toronto sort of do this before you know when they were told they had to um, stump up some cash to take part in the challenge cup last year they they walked away they said no we're not going to do that we've already spent you know 20 20 million pounds reportedly over the last three years on this club they've walked away again Uh, super league basically announced that promotion relegation would not be on the table this year whether championship and league one come back or not and toronto have basically said well that's good news uh, so we're going to walk away because we re- we re- there's too much to lose, I suppose. Um, players and staff uh, have been guaranteed by David Argyle that they'll be paid for the season and refunds for all season ticket holders and single game tickets will be refunded as well. So it's good news for those. We have heard that the players and, and, and staff will have opportunities to, to find new clubs or new jobs elsewhere as well. So that's... Um, that's good news for the players this year. They don't have to sit out. Um, it, the questions, I guess, for me is, will we see some of these players elsewhere? So will other Super League clubs pick up some of the talent? Could we see Sonny Bill Williams, you know, playing for the Warriors in in, um, in the NRL or something like that this year? Do the Roosters have room under the cap? Who knows? They might. Um, but, but seriously, I think... Um, I, look, haven't heard anything yet, but I would assume that perhaps, you know, Ricky Latelli's manager could expect a call from the Cronulla Sharks who are, you know, light on in outside backs and Ricky's an ex-shark as well so you never know if he's back home then it makes a lot of sense for him but it will be interesting to see um, player movements and things like that in the next couple of days uh, Josh McCrone uh, former Raiders, Dragons halfback and obviously Toronto Wolfpack halfback as well 
Uh, he came out on Twitter this morning pretty much like slamming Super League and the RFL, saying that, you know, Toronto deserve better treatment, that this is such a great opportunity to expand. And if they don't work it out for 2021, then there's, there's, it's just going to be a massive blow for rugby league expansion and the sport globally in general. It's, it is sad, you know, we see the things that the... Um, the NRL have done. They've, you know, they've literally bent over backwards to keep the Warriors going in 2020 in this competition, just making sure they take part. That's been an absolute struggle. It's been difficult, um, but they've done it. And you know, to the credit to everyone at the NRL and, and the Warriors involved, it's it's been incredible. It's been amazing. Um, we didn't see any sort of support like that from Super League or RFL. A lot of people saying they don't have to. I disagree. I think they they should at least be trying uh, the biggest issue. Sorry, and I should premise all of this saying this is just my opinion. It's going to be me rambling <laughs> for, for most of this episode. Uh, just opinion and some thoughts and some questions that I'm going to throw up. But the first one is the visa issue. And this is obviously the biggest thing, right? So for the last three years, there's always been visa issues for the Toronto Wolfpack. Their players uh, work and live. They reside in the UK, but they are a, a, a Canadian-based club. And there's always been a, a blurred line there. So there's always trouble with their Australian and New Zealand players when it comes to visas. They get six-month visas to work over in the UK. So when they're coming in and out from Canada to the UK, often we've seen, you know, players, Chase Stanley's had to wait in Australia while visas get renewed. Darcy Lussick, I think, as well. So it's an issue that's been going on for the last three years. It's one that should have been worked out once Toronto made it to Super League, definitely. And I believe it's the responsibility of the Super League and the RFL to lobby government to sort issues like that out. Um, it is something they need to look at in the future. But that's one of the big reasons, I suppose, as well. So the Wolfpack, not only financially would they have been stretched um, by, you know, by taking part in the competitions this year, but also, you know, they're already short in terms of player pool, which I guess is, you know, it's, it's a, a problem they had already before COVID. So... We're not going to blame COVID 100% on this, but if their visas for Sonny Bill Williams, Darcy Lussick, Ricky Latelli, um, and Josh McCrone and players like that were about to expire by the end of the month, then they wouldn't even be able to field a team, um, which which would have been a, not only a massive blow, but a big embarrassment for Super League in general, if this isn't one already. So plenty of issues, uh, plenty of questions. Um, the, the big thing that came out of the Wolfpack statement at the end, uh, which was encouraging, was they said that the club fully intends to field a team in the 2021 season uh, and will be working with Super League and the RFL to understand the process moving forward into the next season as well. Um, that's going to be interesting. Um, so I guess from a Super League perspective, they need to, an RFL perspective, they need to work out how they handle this. And they've they've come out in a statement, I guess, saying that there will be consequences. Um, you know, so what that means is we don't know yet. But what it could mean is that, you know, Toronto aren't invited back to the Super League for 2021. That they might be dropped down to Championship or League One and have to work their way back up again. And again, that would be, you know, I guess a little bit of a blow. But... Again, maybe understandable. Under normal circumstances, if a club was to pull out of a season, they would be fine, they would drop back, and, and that's how it would be. But I think the circumstances here are a little bit different. It's going to be interesting to see if they come back in Super League, 
Championship or League One. Um, and we can go through some scenarios during this conversation as well. The biggest thing for me is, will the Wolfpack return at all? Because, you know, obviously David Argyle, reportedly a, a billionaire, he's pumped some money into this club. We know that uh, to the tune of possibly £20 million over the last three years. Of Maybe his businesses have been hit by COVID as well. Other businesses outside of Rugby League and the Wolfpack is it a good idea for him to continue funding this team, a team that sort of gets no seemingly respect from some fans over in, in the north of England? Um, and Super League and the RFL really have made them jump through every hoop possible. Now, I'm not saying that the Wolfpack have not made mistakes or they haven't been, or that they've been angels throughout the entire process, but you'd have to think, you know, they've done nothing but bring positives to the game over there. So... You know they've they've paid their own way. They've paid for players and teams from other uh, from the UK to come over and play them. They've handled flights, accommodation, things like that. They've drawn, you know, ten thousand fans to uh, to their games. You know, local new fans that the game would never have seen that are now discovering rugby league have discovered the Wolfpack and and are fans for life. Hopefully, you know, but we'll see what happens with, in the next step. I suppose, but. They've brought new fans. They've brought new sponsorship opportunities, you know, by having names like Sonny Bill Williams associated with the Super League. That got press all the way around the world, you know, and, and Super League would not have gotten anything like that without, you know, the the without the Wolfpack being part of part of the season in twenty twenty early on. Um, also the Wolfpack have never they've part of their Part of their agreement when they first came into League One was that they would not receive any of the central funding from Super League. So the the TV rights deal and central funding that the clubs in Super League used to split 12 ways, well, that got split 11 ways this year because Toronto for, had foregone that to take part. And um, it's things like that which need to be looked at in the future. And I believe David Argyle has come out and said that these things need to be renegotiated. They need to talk about central funding. They need to be a part of that now and they need to work out the visa issues. Um, and that's fantastic, but really it should have been done before Super League started. And I just think it's a little bit of a mess. You know, we only found out recently that promotion and relegation would be scrapped this year as well. Like these sorts of decisions need to be made as soon as possible for the benefit of all the clubs, all the fans, the sport in general. And it's a real shame that it's turned out this way. The other side now is the Super League and the RFL may play hardball. So they may say, you know, you've pulled out. You don't you don't have a guaranteed spot in Super League next year. Um, and you need to work your way back up, whether it be through Championship or League One. If that happened, you know, would David Argyle continue to, to fund this club and support their way back to the top again? Would it cost him another $20 million over three or four years to get back into Super League? Um, it would be interesting to see what happens there, and I suppose we're going to find out over the next few days what happens there. I would think League One, if they started in League One again, um, the first thing that actually comes to mind is it would be a pretty cool opportunity to start the rivalry with Ottawa Aces a little bit early. Um, but I think that's unlikely. I don't think the RFL would be keen to have you know, amateur-level clubs in League One having to travel to Canada twice in one season so I don't think that will happen it's probably more likely that they'd start in the championship have to work their way up again and you may see a club like Toulouse or Featherstone or Lee or London 
uh, come back up into the Super League next year. I don't know. I'm just, look, I'm just speculating and thinking out loud at the moment, guys. So don't take this as gospel. The other thing is they could just simply start in Super League again next year, have their chance, and, and I think that would be ideal. If, if the Wolfpack were to start again, so to speak, I'd hope that they wouldn't lose, you know, a number of fans. I hope the fans would still show up, hit, the, hit up the beer garden, buy some merchandise and, and cheer on the team. It would actually give them an opportunity to do things a little bit differently. So I've mentioned, you know, they've made mistakes. The club have made mistakes in the past. Maybe they've overspent. Um, maybe they haven't focused enough in developing uh, talent in Canada. Uh, and engaging with with you know junior rugby league players in in their in their local area, um, but this could be an opportunity to start again and do that if they choose to. If that happens, again, I'm talking out loud, guys. It's it's um, I'm I'm thinking out loud. I should say it's going to be a very interesting circumstance. The the other big thing is like I think it's I think it's a crazy and and a little bit silly. Like I'm seeing. A lot of these are uh, we call them the flat cappers. So, and it's a it's a loud minority of fans in the north of, of England who have been very much against the Wolfpack from the beginning. They're coming out in full force now on social media, etc., and saying that this club is a joke. They should never be admitted. They should not be readmitted. That's just ridiculous. Like anyone that stands in the way of what has only been positive expansion for what like it's it's to, to keep a, a a small county club or give them an opportunity like it's just ridiculous i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna waste my breath on it it's ridiculous but the biggest i guess um hip oh, the biggest hypocritical thing that i've kind of heard over the, the years with toronto is a lot of the flat cappers say are quick to say that oh these this club they, they're called toronto but they're based they live they train in the uk and it's fine to say that when they're bagging it out. But when the Wolfpack can't receive furlough payments, which for our Aussie listeners, furlough is pretty much job JobKeeper. That's what we'd call JobKeeper. Um, the Wolfpack don't receive furlough payments because they're technically an overseas club. Um, they, they, they also have visa issues. So, you know, if they're a UK-based club, why do they have visa issues? Um, it's, look, it's interesting and it's, it's hypocritical and, you know, sometimes, it, it's, sometimes it's fine for them to be a UK club. Sometimes it's fine for them to be a Canadian club. It just depends on what the argument is at the time and I think it's silly. But I'm going off on a tangent. Um, the next big question I had and the next thought I had is, you know, what happens with Super League? Like, Super League's back August 2nd. It's next week. They're now down to 11 clubs. It was meant to be a massive triple header with um, the Wolfpack involved to get things started. That's not happening now. Is there enough time for a club to come up? Do they change the season? Is it 11 clubs and whoever was playing the Wolfpack now gets a bye? Is that, I think that's the most likely scenario. Um, I believe um, Featherston came out on, on Twitter this morning and said that they would be ready to come up to Super League if possible. I think that's... Again, a little bit silly, probably dancing on the grave a little bit too early, but I don't think that will happen. I don't think we'll see it. Um, as much as, you know, I'd like to see Toulouse take the opportunity, maybe if it was presented to them, it would be awesome to see, you know, a second French team, you know, replace an expansion club with an expansion club that was at the top of championship when it closed. Um, but, 
you know, maybe it's hypocritical of me to say that Toulouse can come up, but Featherstone can't. Anyway, I guess it depends on your uh, your point of view. But it will be interesting to see, you know, how Super League in particular respond um, in regards to do they keep it at 11, 11 um, teams? Do they bump it up to 12 somehow in the limited time, the short time that they have? Um, and, you know, what the repercussions of Toronto withdrawing from the season uh, ends up being. So we'll watch that space very closely and, you know, I can't, I guess, make any more guesses. Um, the other question is, what about the fans in Toronto? Because like I said, we've got so many, so many amazing new rugby league fans uh, in the in that city um, that are supporting this club and have discovered rugby league. They've discovered Super League. A lot of them have discovered the NRL in recent weeks since the NRL's restarted, and it's been great speaking to you all uh, on Twitter and things like that. So thanks, big shout out to the listeners that we have in Toronto, and I know there's, I know there's plenty of you guys out there. So I want to, I want to, I want you guys to hold on tight, keep watching the NRL, watch Super League if you like as well. Um, but hopefully, you still have a club to support in Toronto next year, um, because as I say, it's you know. We don't know at this stage, and I don't. I don't mean to sound alarmist, but we don't know. So, you know, hopefully it's still there, and hopefully those fans, because, I mean, the Super League and RFL need to ask themselves where else are they going to find ten thousand plus new fans overnight? It it's it's astounding. It's just it's nowhere. This is crazy, um, and I would hate for the Wolfpack to be just another footnote on potential expansion and international rugby league. I don't want to be talking about, you know, on this podcast in 10 years' time, oh, yeah, remember when Toronto Wolfpack, they used to get 10,000 people to games at Lamport in Toronto in the Super League. I don't want to be talking about them the same way we talk about, you know, that time Russia played USA in Moscow and got 10,000 supporters as well. So I don't want that to happen, and, and hopefully the Wolfpack are back and bigger than, and better than ever in 2021. So to all you Toronto-based fans listening, um, we're with you, and, and we hope you get that that opportunity to, to cheer them on again in 2021. Um, the next question I had, I guess, was what sort of message does this send to the Ottawa Aces uh, and the guys over at New York? Because, you know, they're putting everything, Ottawa in particular, they're, they've, they're, they're starting in 2021 in League One, uh, New York, they're putting everything into starting in 2022, into League One as well, and they're going to try and replicate the Wolfpack's successes and, I guess, fix some of the mistakes as well. But they're going to try and climb that ladder, get to Super League, probably not as quickly as the Wolfpack did, but they will do everything they can. They're going to pay for players and clubs to come across and play games, um, all sorts of things like that. So the question is, what message does it send them? Like, do they suddenly say, well, what's the point? if we're not going to get the support that we need from the RFL uh, and the Super League, if we're not going to get support and if they're not going to be serious about expansion, then what are we doing this for? Um, and it's sad. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what representatives from those camps have to say as well. Um, could this have been avoided is my next question. Um, look, COVID-19, no one could have foreseen that. Um there were going to be struggles, but I think, I think early on in the season, COVID or no, um, things like visas and share of of the pie, 
um, of the central funding pie, those sorts of issues should have been resolved like before a ball was kicked, before the kickoff. Um, it's ridiculous that it wasn't. Um, I think the Wolfpack as well should have had some assurance from Super League that you know they would have a certain period of time where they would be um, immune from relegation, just like Catalans did for the first three years. I think Super League, RFL, they need to get serious about expansion. Is this what they want? Like, how many opportunities like this are going to land on their lap? Like, this is huge. And forget about how negative it's been over the last 24 hours and, and the flat cap is coming out in force. But let's not forget how positive this has been for Rugby League, Super League, just in general. Like, it's amazing. So I think Super League, RFL, they need to sit down, really map it out and get serious about what they want this game to look like in the future because if they want to expand if they want to get some reach into North America then this is the opportunity do not fuck it up guys uh, if they don't and they're happy to just be a northern English league and have a French club and not really worry about that either but see how they go then that's fine too they can do that but I just don't think it's the right way to go so could it have been avoided look to a degree, they could have, there could have been some pre-COVID stuff that happened, which would have made things a little bit easier for Toronto once COVID hit. But look, it's a massive struggle for clubs and sports all over the world. And I don't know why we expected, you know, a, a rugby league team from Toronto playing in England uh, to be immune from such an issue. And I don't know why we expected when we're asking them to jump through all sorts of hoops you know, and then we just hit them with another, or they've been hit with another massive blow like COVID. I don't know what we expected to happen, really. We should have seen the writing on the wall as soon as this thing sort of started. Uh, what needs to happen in the future? I guess we've we've already spoken about that. I think I'd like to see Super League uh, and the RFL get together with, with their clubs and plan what expansion looks like and what their competition needs to look like in the future. I think they need to, to help Toronto... They need to help the Wolfpack. They need to get them back into Super League, in my opinion. Get them back in, give them some reassurance, sort out their visa issues, uh, help them. If, if they've got financial issues, I'm not saying help them financially, but I'm helping them work out their business model. Um, look, it's important stuff, um, I think. But in closing, um, sad day for Rugby League that Toronto is out. Hopefully we find out soon that they are back, that they will be back in 2021. They are fully committed to doing so. We've heard that from David Argyle and the club. But part of me uh, is very, very cautious and very wary that, um, you know, a little bit scared, I suppose. It's kind of like we've seen this before, right? And, you know, I I want, I, I speak on behalf of Big T, all the fans, all the listeners of this show. We're behind the Wolfpack and, you know, we support their return for 2021. So that's incredible. Guys, thanks for listening to the ramblings of a madman, <laughs> a madman myself. Uh, it's just a, a, a topic we had to discuss. We did have a ver an awesome episode planned, Chasing Gillaroos, with, um, with our special guest, Joanna Lester, uh, producer of Power Mary, and a number of um, women who play and administer the sport in places like Australia, France, uh, Ghana, and Brazil. Um, incredible episode. It's going to be coming next week. We just had to talk about the Wolfpack today. It's very important. Um, look out on our socials and, and, and the Rugby League World Cup socials as well. 
by the time this episode is released, you will have seen the schedule for the 2021 World Cup will be released by the Rugby League World Cup. Um, so that is incredible. Um, hopefully we're talking about that in the weeks to come and I, I've been looking forward to and waiting with anticipation for this one for a while. So if you're listening to this podcast, uh, the news will be out there by the time this pod is released. Uh, so check that out, jump on our socials, talk about it. And uh, yeah, let's talk about some positive uh, some positive rugby league news uh, amongst what has been probably a negative rugby league morning. Uh, guys, that's it from me. We'll be back next week. Uh, Big T will be back with me as well. Um, good luck to the Toronto Wolfpack and fuck yeah, no worries.